0: blog talk radio hey welcome to snake oil radio this is your host jim ventura hope everyone is having a good tuesday i am uh running a little nutty here this morning since i'm printing some things up so uh somehow something went screwy with my printer Mm -hmm. and um, i got it to work though right before the uh right before I got on air, so I guess uh, there's uh, no complaint here in that sense that I pulled it off. Which, by the way, maybe I'll mention this a little later on in some more detail if I remember to do so, uh, we are getting ready to have a Mercury retrograde in the next couple of days, so uh, not exactly surprising to get some kind of screwy things with equipment and communication. Uh, which is typical of Mercury Retrograde. That's an astrological reference. Anyway, uh, more on that maybe a little bit later on. So if it is your first time tuning into Snake Oil Radio, or if you've tuned in before and I have a direction, uh, welcome. And uh, let me tell you a little bit about the show. Uh, my name is Ganesh Jim Ventura. I am a writer, blog columnist. I've been doing a column for about five years now called Snake Oil. And my profession is that, again, of writer, I teach classes, and I do personal one-on-one sessions with people, uh, kind of as a motivational counselor, and uh, that being very, very heavily focused on um, the fact that I use metaphysics and oracles. Uh, my training is in astrology, tarot, numerology, uh, runestones, animal cards, uh all kinds of good things that way that I've worked with for a while. So, uh, yes, I do do readings in that sense, although I do like to remind my clients and the people that I talk to that I'm not a psychic in the traditional sense, even though for many people I think they would probably perceive what I do a little bit that way. But I find that um, to me that can kind of be a limiting concept because really what I do with miracles and when I work with people, the focus is more about kind of really, really wanting to empower people to understand how they create their own reality. So what I do uh, each month is we do two live broadcasts, and uh, usually one toward the first Tuesday of the month, and then I do another broadcast on the third Tuesday of the month at 10.30 a.m., and uh, usually my, uh, my second show is an interview show, although the next one I will be doing... Uh, at the third Tuesday of the month is actually going to be a little mini-astrology class, so I may get more into the astrological idea and concepts uh, in the next broadcast. So for now, what I, what I do with my first show is I like to read my column uh, on air, and then I'm going to talk about that column. If uh, anyone wants to call in, or you're certainly free to also jump in the chat room if you're listening live and make comments or uh, ask questions there, or you can call in directly and ask me questions about the uh, subject matter or even uh, personal questions if you want to pick my brain for a couple of minutes. That's also okay. Some of you going to call in number shortly, but I want to start off by reading my, uh, this month's my, uh, May's column, uh, Snake which is called My Corner of the Universe. I recently spent a few days in Las Vegas for a vacation because of my status from the casino's perspective as a valuable player and the current abundance of good travel deals. I spent a few days' experiencing high-end luxury. I had three complimentary nights at Caesars Palace. A friend of mine joined me and also enjoyed the really nice room with a Roman tub and jacuzzi in the bathroom and two trips to their high-end spa. We ate wonderful meals, Experienced the fun of going up and down, gambling like lunatics. Enjoyed gourmet coffee, a few drinks, and some really good cigars. Even though we were there on weekday nights and days, I noticed most of the rooms on the strip were full and people were all over the place. It was like being there on a busy weekend. Even late night, the streets were full of people. I'd heard that Las Vegas was suffering economically, like many of the cities were. It seemed that the week we were there showed no evidence of a recession. Every time I turn the news, which I purposely don't do very often, I hear stories about how bad the economy is. Unemployment is at one of the highest points in years. The market continues to fall. The housing market is a mess, etc. Personally, I know people have lost, job, lost hours at work, taken pay cuts, lost homes and jobs. I've had their fair share of major or minor difficulty to contend with. Hell, six months ago, I had some real financial struggles to do with myself. While I continue to hear about economic hardships, I find myself experiencing a completely different reality. In sharp contrast, things are going really well for me right now. My business is booming, and I find that I need to book appointments a week or two in advance because my schedule is filling fairly quickly part-time restaurant job I took a few months ago is also busy. The restaurant generated some bars and we received a lot of free press and mostly excellent reviews. People are coming in, spending money on good food, wine, and a great dining experience. I'm getting a phone tips and making some really good supplementary income. I seem to have an abundance of interested suitors who want to date me. My health is excellent. The radio show and calm are generating a larger audience. Overall, I'm feeling happy and making more money than I ever have doing the things that I love to do. Well, I think that ignoring the very real statistics of economic difficulty is at one level like sticking your head in the sand. I have to wonder. Are we really in a bad recession? Or is the media and a large chunk of Americans convinced us that this is our present reality? It seems that for most of this decade, the media and the American story was reporting on the dangers of terrorism and how important it was for us to protect ourselves from this threat. Now the theme and focus has shifted toward how bad things are economically. Are the endless reports of people losing jobs and that things are falling apart detached reports that are giving us valid information or are they contributing to creating more problems by convincing people that this is what is happening and may also happen to you as well? I do not think that the media is evil or plotting to destroy us as part of some sinister plan. I would never waste time with crazy conspiracy theories. But I do think that bad news and controversy makes for interesting news, and is sadly far more interesting, fascinating than good news and stories of progress. We are bombarded by beliefs about how things are from our family, our schools, and the media, beginning when we are very young. When I was in elementary school, we were told repeatedly that communism was a threat to our way of life and we needed to fear it and protect ourselves. In the beginning of this decade, when I began to hear about how important it was for us to guard against terrorist threats from the Middle East, I felt like we were being fed the same story placed in different packaging. Now, the current story is about how bad things are and that it may get even worse. We are literally hypnotized by mass beliefs all the time. Well, most people... Who work any type of job have seen difficult times when companies had to make cuts. It seems that this has become far more commonplace. The talk of threats of layoffs, downsizing, problems with payroll, etc., is a rampant current theme and a belief at this time. The power of suggestion shapes events in a world far more than people recognize. We hear these suggestions and we become, begin to become fearful. Fear grows powerfully when many different people are feeding it. Even if it isn't occurring at our place of employment, we hear about it happening to other people, and it's natural for us to become afraid that it could happen in our own backyards. Unfortunately, the more these ideas enter our consciousness, the more they are likely to manifest as a reality. Everywhere I look in my personal world, I see evidence of abundance. Many of my friends and clients are experiencing the very same thing. Am I just lucky and blessed to have I decided that I live in an abundant universe and now experiencing my personal belief reflected back to me. Have I deluded myself into believing that I'm wealthy and successful, or have I actually changed my corner of the universe? My perspective is that the financial difficulties I experienced in two thousand and eight helped me to become completely decisive about creating a life of prosperity. I do not worry about having enough money anymore. I always seem to have more than I need to cover my expenses. Victimization ends when we realize that in most areas of our lives we do have the power to change our personal reality. A lost home, job, or any other difficulty can become the very thing that launches us into a more fulfilling life. We may not be able to change the world or even the people around us, but we can make our corner of the universe a more positive, joyful place. We can decide to create more prosperity. In truth, being prosperous, happy, and fulfilled is also one of the best gifts we can give to our friends and family. We can change our beliefs and almost any part of our reality, if we really are willing to. We can choose to reject the negative mass beliefs that surround us. Each time another person chooses to be hopeful, optimistic, and trust that we're always taken care of, our lives will change for the better. In our own unique way, we shift our part of the world and contribute to creating a better world for everyone around us. Okay, so now I have to say that I have uh, I have uh, I've been okay. Oh, I, like, I see I got a call here. I want to let me see if I can take this call. Uh, I going to give out this call number two as well uh, for anyone else who's listening. The number is six four six two hundred three nine six six. I'm going to take this call now. Hello six three one. You're on the air. Hi Hello.
1: Jim. Hi Jim. How are uh, you? Good. How are you? Okay. Who am I talking to? Angela.
0: Angela, uh, thanks for calling in. Uh, I'm getting a comment in the chat room that they can't hear my broadcast, but I'm assuming, Angela, have you heard mine?
1: I did hear hear it, and then when I called in I could hear it also. I don't know. I saw that myself. Okay, yeah.
0: For the caller, for the person in the chat room, California Deb, you you, you plan to turn the volume up on your computer uh, because yeah it is definitely reading clear uh, check your computer volume and uh, see if you can adjust it that way because uh, I'm appreciating you give me the feedback I got a little uh, nervous that it wasn't going through so anyway uh, how are you today
1: I'm doing well you good yourself?
0: good I'm absolutely great I can't complain so tell me do you have a comment question. Uh,
1: I was just wondering um if you saw anything for me um, you know I was hoping to get a reading
0: okay uh yeah i do um I can do a little mini five minute reading um, do you have uh, kind of a specific uh, sorry specific direction you're wanting to ask about
1: uh let's say uh soul growth or um you know just um let's see what how would i state it
0: soul growth
1: well that's soul that's
0: growth, a- yeah. That's a, that's a valid way of putting it <laughs> you don't have to rephrase it that gosh i'm i'm appreciating that you know that's a, that's a that, that's a that's a broad spectrum that is a a valuable one to answer so yeah let me i'm going to pull uh i'm an oracle guy, so i'm going to pull a card for you uh give me about a, just about thirty seconds here to grab my cards and um uh, i'll give you some info okay sure. Okay, all right. Um, Okay, so, you know, what I did is I kind of went to, I have a lot of different types of oracles that I work with, tarot, you know, astrology, rune stones, Indian cards, angel cards. So, you know, whenever someone asks me a question, I just kind of go on instinct on what to pull in that sense. And uh, like I said, my joke is I have a lot of bag of tricks to work from. In that sense. So I pulled a card for you, and it's very fitting, I think, and I'm going to give you a little info on this, and then you're certainly free to comment or not comment on it accordingly. But the, I, I pulled an animal card, okay. and I've got this deck of druid animal cards that I've used for many years that I really have a particular affinity for, because I think that I remind my clients a lot of times that, we have aversions or difficulty with certain animals, or on the other level, sometimes animals will come around us because they have a message for us at some level as well, too. And so the animal that I pulled for you is the wolf. Ah. And usually when the wolf totem comes along, it suggests that the person is going through a process of learning um, and developing intuition and also um, looking at the part of themselves that we would call the shadow. So um, the way the card initially, I pulled it, came up reversed in that sense, which, of course, is not necessarily a negative thing. Um, a reverse card means that somehow there's a part of you that is having difficulty relating to the energy of the wolf somehow, so you are needing to adjust that accordingly to get more harmonious with it. And if you think about what the wolf represents as an animal, you know, you hear expressions like lone wolf, um, And, uh, you know, even that, we even had some real issues um, in society in the last year or so with uh, stories about Sarah Palin, people shooting wolves from helicopters in Alaska. Um, Wolves represent something to us in that respect as well. So one of the things that the wolf often represents is it, it has a lot to do with that fear of coming to terms with our sense of aloneness in the world. Because what the wolf can represent also is that the idea that sometimes we have to kind of take risks to cross boundaries and to go into difficult territory from time to time in our life, even if it's a little bit uncomfortable in that sense. So there's two kind of dynamics that we see here. One, that if you're experiencing any sense of aloneness, whether that's through relationship or just in terms of feeling like you're kind of blazing your own trail at this point, we're reminded that even though um, we can often feel a lot of fear about connecting to others and opening up that way, which is kind of a natural response, especially if we've been hurt in the past or if we love or do things intensely and deeply in that sense, we can trust that process that we're going through, that we always have the protection and, and guidance of spirit, That we're never really, really truly alone. And sometimes comes when it comes to really committing to something in an intense way or even in love matters in that sense, a lot of times wolf people uh, are, they love so intensely or do things so passionately. Sometimes they're afraid of opening that quote-unquote Pandora's box in that sense and trusting that intensity that could come through that way. So it, it means we, want, we really want to embrace the shadow side of ourselves. In fact, it's actually interesting because in the Druid tradition, when a bridal party was getting married, if a wolf was seen in the vicinity, they considered that an auspicious sign for the bridal party and the marriage because wolves are often made for life. So it's actually seen as a good omen, strangely enough. At another level, we can also look at this as the idea of the wolf also represents faithfulness, and that even though we may have to move through difficult territory, we can trust that we will have that companionship of spirit, and that we may be crossing into kind of different territory in our life in a way that will actually in the long run empower us in that sense. So it feels to me like you're going through a process, and I think even from a level of, in terms of in your life, in your own soul growth, it feels like you're really on the threshold of moving into new territory in that sense. And what I want to say to you is you can trust that you have the power, the ability, and the guidance to go into that new territory in your life. Because it does feel like really where you're getting rid of the head feels to me like it's coming from a really, really deeper part of yourself that is, is is pushing at you at some levels to use the skills, the abilities, the talents, all the things that, that make you unique in the world at some level. Does that make sense?
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Yeah. And, and the shadow is definitely
1: that. coming up in a big way.
0: Not oh, right. my God.
1: The shadow, it just hits you in the face now. It's just not a... It can't be concealed anymore. It's just coming to light and, you know, trying to accept that is difficult.
0: Absolutely. I've, I've been saying this for, if anyone's caught it in my last shows, I've been saying this for the last few shows. The, the fear, the energy of fear is so prevalent in society right now. It had been too much of 2008, and it's very, very strong even still in 2009, which, of course, irritates me. Because I, I want to, I wish people would would move away from it in that sense, but they're still kind of holding on to it. So even at a personal level, of course, you know, we're looking at societal fear in, in a larger context, but it ends up affecting us in an individual way, mm-hmm. in that sense, because it it kind of lapses onto our own, uh, you know, personal fears about our own reality. In that sense, I like the in the Lakota teachings, they they call fear ictomy uh, or spider. And I love that as an analogy because people often get really, really freaked out when they see a spider. Um, I'm actually not one of those people. Or if they walk through a spider web, they get really, really nervous or uncomfortable. But if you think about it, you know, if you walk through a spider web, in many ways it's like walking through silk. You know, I think you might worry that you got the spider on you or something like that. Right. Uh, or, you know, if you see a spider, and people, it's always amazing how fearful people get because if you think about it, it should be a hell of a lot more scared of you. You know, right. you should a lot easier. And, but the, the, the joke is that the, the Lakota Indians talked about how the idea is that the thing about fear is it always ends up revealing itself as a trickster, as a liar. In that Loki, sense.
1: right? Isn't it Loki?
0: Yeah, exactly. Loki, right, the ancient trickster from the pantheon of the Norse gods as right. well, too. So the trick of it is, is I always, my, my expression is be afraid and do it anyway. <laughs> that fear can be a very, very powerful ally for you in that sense because you just walk through it. You focus on what you have to do to you walk through. Because, I mean, I, you know, how many times have we been afraid of something and then actually gone through it and been like, oh, this is what I, I, I made a big fuss about? Right. You know, anyone who's ever gone through a divorce or separation, you know, I always use that as my analogy. You know, you, you, you oh, my God, I'm losing my husband or my wife or my relationship's ending, I'm going to be alone, oh, my God. You know, and then you go through it and, like, to me, my joke is, I would say all exes get hit with the ugly stick, because once you're out of it, after a while, you're kind of like, oh my, I mean, why was I even hanging in there that long? I mean, it's, you know, now it's so much better. I'm free in that sense to be who I really am. That was just something that it was that was there for a while that doesn't work anymore. Right. Same thing with losing a job or anything else for that matter. It can. It's really an issue of how you perceive things in that sense.
1: When you close a door, a window opens. Right.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing is we get afraid because a lot of times the window that's presented to us is, it's scary because we haven't walked through it yet. Mm -hmm. And, you know, from an economic level, you know, I I have written about this in the last couple of columns. I had a very difficult time in the middle of 2008 financially. And when I got kind of quiet, the message I got from Spirit was, if I got a part-time job to supplement my income, that would solve my problems. But when I got the message, which was loud and clear, by the way, I was like, you know, hell no. Am I going to go back to waiting tables part-time in my early 40s? That would be stepping backwards. What am I doing? Well, it took me a few months to finally listen to the actual message (laughs) and do something about it. But when I did it, you know, I have this part-time job now, and I, I love it. I mean, I like it, and I make good money, and it's fun, and it's social, and it's made my finances a lot easier right now. So it may be better
1: work that. than what you were doing before.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Maybe I, I really I put way too much theatrics into the situation. You know what I mean? Uh, because we get afraid. And right. again to me that's one of the things that I think that, that when we look at the shadow part really you want to embrace your shadow part because that really is, you know, we are we're made up of all different types of characteristics and even our bad experiences and our mistakes make up the brilliance that we are now. I mean, how would you become as smart and wise as you are now had you not gone through the mistakes of the past? Sure. Right. So, yeah, it feels, feels like some, some, some big changes kind of on the horizon, and you could kind of trust it. And I, I keep kind of getting something about this really getting you in touch with real actual skills and talents and abilities that are really part of, of you that are, you know, Really valuable once you're willing to share them.
1: Wow. Well, thank you very much. Well, I'm starting a class tomorrow that I hope will be the path to that. So um, that's great.
0: Yeah. You're on it. Absolutely. You couldn't be off it. You're on it. Just, you know, walk through the uh, occasional webs that come up and don't yeah. stress them. <laughs> okay. All well, right. thank
1: you very much, Jim. I appreciate Excellent. it. I
0: appreciate your call, you as well. So you have a great day.
1: Okay. I'm going to sign off the phone and listen online. Okay. Excellent. All right. All right. Thanks all right. a lot. Good night. Right. have a good day.
0: <laughs> yeah, actually, right. It's funny where you are, right. Uh, all <laughs> right. All right.
1: Thanks.
0: Thanks. Okay. Um, if anybody else wants to call in with a uh, question or comment, that call number is six four six two hundred three nine six six. And also, free. You know, feel free to ask questions or make comments if you are in the chat room. I don't type when I'm on air because I'm, I'm way too spastic to juggle those two things at the same time, but I certainly can respond to any questions or comments in the chat room as well. So uh, absolutely uh, appreciate that call from Angela. Um, and, uh, you know, yeah, you, we, we've got to trust at this point in the game that um, whatever difficulty you might be going through, and I really want to suggest the key word being might, because you know, not everyone is necessarily going through specific difficulty in that sense. Uh, again, like I had mentioned in the piece that I, I had written, um, it's weird because it's a pretty sharp contrast from uh, five, six months ago when it was really difficult. Uh, I was really having some, some financial stuff to consider and I actually even was considering you know, bankruptcy and, uh, and uh, even potentially defaulting on cards, credit cards. And I'll tell you, none of that is relevant at the moment anymore. Uh, I am making enough to cover my bills and, my, and, you know, a little extra to live comfortably. And uh, I'm going to continue to, you know, grow that way and allow myself to be successful. And I, I really want to stress the idea that if anybody is going through difficulty at a financial level, emotional level, realize that, you know, it's actually been said that only at the point of greatest darkness do we truly recognize the creative power of the self. So, I I can't really, I really have to agree with that in that I think that sometimes it takes difficulty really, really to motivate us to look at what we have, the real true power and abilities that we have inside of us uh, to in essence change our reality if we really, really set our mind to it in that respect. Um, I wish You know, as human beings, myself included, we could learn to not have to have difficulty, of course, to to experience growth. Um, I don't think you're required to. I just think that that is really a a common thing that we do go through in that sense. But I think the reason we'll get stuck for longer than necessary when it comes to uh, experiencing uh, difficulty or any type of painful situation is that we we really, really, almost like a bulldog, will often clamp down on it as something that we hold on to, especially the feeling of being victimized by a circumstance or situation. Um, Martyrdom is one of seven fears that exist uh, among human beings, um, and martyrdom is based on the fear of victimization. And I have been kind of saying that. It, It feels to me a lot like martyrdom has been dancing in the streets so to speak, kind of openly at this point. A lot of people are feeling victimized. You know, even uh, most human beings have a 401k or some type of retirement situation set up or money invested in the market at some level. Um, I shouldn't say most, but probably a lot of people that don't even necessarily have that. Um, and anyone who, who has a decent uh, 401k plan or invests in the market, you know, a few people have not been affected by that drop. So you know it's a little scary when you when you had a you know a, a retirement fund of thirty thousand dollars and now it's worth seventeen thousand in that sense that can be a little bit um harrowing for most human beings. but you know I've always reminded people that you know we have to remember that unless you're actually at that point when you're needing to use that money in that sense the market will eventually recover and begin to build back up. It's really even the same thing as a housing market at this point in the game. Um, the reason it got so bad and the market had, had shifted so dramatically, of course, was because of the unbelievable levels of inflation that really were a big part of the last couple of years. Uh, things were inflated and it, it got out of hand, so now we're experiencing the other side of that. As usual, there are cyclical patterns that exist in life, and uh, these are natural things. But what happens for us as human beings, understandably, is when we go through a difficult cycle or a difficult pattern, we tend to get panicked in that sense, and we can sometimes almost inadvertently hold on too tightly to the difficulty. And then, in some cases, we can actually prolong it. Because I know I, I've talked about someone who's been reading my my column, and if, uh, if by the way you have not, if you're not getting snake oil, you can email me at Ventura S's and Sam A A's and Apple G's and Guy at yahoo.com or at VenturaWords at mac.com, and I'll add you to my mailing list so you can get my free monthly newsletter. Um, if anyone has been kind of following along in that sense and, and has been caught my uh, previous columns I have been talking about personal experiences and again when I really really encountered when it, things started getting tight financially for me which was about April uh May of last year um again the messages came to me about what I needed to do when I kind of got quiet and I listened but I resisted them uh, at multiple levels because, again, it felt like to me I was stepping back by getting part-time work. I, you know, I have my own business, I and mean, it has been successful. But it had kind of got a little slower for probably understandable reasons, and my debt was high. And I went through all this kind of um, panic, even though the messages came through very, very clearly about what I needed to do. And that is one of the things that I love to really, really help my clients with when I work with them, on a one-on-one basis, and also I think that I I like to teach through my column as well too for readers, is the idea that you are not without power, and you are not without skills and abilities and talents that you can pull from if you're able to focus in and allow yourself to do that. Um, You know, we, we are not, we're not cosmic accidents. We are part of a larger divine purpose each as individuals and we are, you know, God, the Tao, all that is, whatever your words for, for uh, the higher force are in that sense. You're Again, you're not a mistake. You are part of something and you are also a perfect part of that divine plan. Uh, and I think that that is, really really a significant thing to understand as human beings when you tap into what your true destiny is in that sense then you you really can go with it and, and hopefully relinquish your fear and and trust the process of where you're being taken you know for some people we're meant to do really really big things that connect with uh with with larger groups of people and make massive changes in the world and and for others it's you know it's taking care of a family or or being the a person who is a, in the background in a business or in any other type of situation and is valuable that way, um, each role, each part is, is valuable and necessary and, and, and unique and right in that sense. And the more we are able to grasp that idea and trust that part of ourselves, the more we can tune in to what it is that we're meant to actually do in that sense and, and stop hiding from the skills, the talents, and abilities, and the things that make us really who we are as completely unique individuals on the planet at this time, with something to offer. So, it's funny. Um, it's funny because I, when I sent out my column this month, of course I got a lot of positive feedback on this particular column, but there were one or two comments that were given to me, that were kind of more on the negative side in that sense, uh, particularly with people who were going through difficulties. And, uh, and I have to say they were really, really few and far between. And I am very, very comfortable with healthy criticism. <laughs> That's one of the beauties of, of learning how to be a, a decent writer. You have to have editors criticize your work, um, uh, you know, uh, grammar and punctuation and, and all of those things. So at first you resisted, and then you eventually get the hang of the fact that there's value in critique in that sense. So uh, I have had my uh, I have had my my critique, and I've gotten a lot more comfortable. I don't know, I get so angry when when someone disagrees with what I say or what I do or how I said it. Um, so uh, I've gotten a lot better about that. And uh, the thing of it is, is the person who commented. You know, I know enough of her experience so that her the difficulty was having, of course, is that her um, her spouse had lost his job, very high-paying job, and they were, you know, they were struggling to make ends meet at this point in the game. And again, uh, thankfully, she is not without metaphysical wisdom, but she's still struggling with the experience, and they haven't really found their clear road yet. But um, to me, there is definitely an answer. It, Again, it just might not be something that you really, really want to hear or that can scare us that we necessarily have to do. So um, let me say hi to, let in me interject and say hi to Melly66 uh, in the chat room as well as California Deb. Uh, hope you guys are both doing well today. And uh, you're welcome to hang and listen here in the chat room if anybody wants to call in. I could probably take one more caller before we finish up for the day, and that call-in number is 646 it, yeah, six, sorry 646-200-3966 I have to be careful Not to give you my actual number um, to, to, For me to call it <laughs> So it's 646-200-3966 But uh, you're welcome to call it If you've got a comment or a question To ask Other than that you'll have to hear me continue to babble And continue to talk Um So, yeah, the the critique that kind of came through was interesting because the more I read it, while there was some valuable critique about the column and the way I was writing it and the way I was doing it and some other themes, it was clear to me also that she, in essence, was really, really, in some ways, almost kind of yelling at herself in that sense and was having difficulty with believing in her ability to expand, to enlarge her own scope of what she was uh uh, needing to do in her life. She was struggling with her own personal power yeah. in that sense. Okay, let me see if I can get this caller. Uh hi nine seven eight, you're uh on Snake Oil Radio. How are you today?
1: Hey. Hey, how are you?
0: Good, how are you? What's your name? Pretty
1: good. I was are you doing many readings or just yes, questions?
0: I know. Or? Yeah. Oh, no, that would I be great. Like What's your
1: name? Melissa.
0: Melissa, okay. Yeah. Uh, are you Melly 66? I am. <laughs> okay, John, I'm just piecing it together. Sorry. Yeah. All. No, okay. that's, good. Uh, that's good. Melissa, did you do you I, you know usually do kind of a quickie little four or five minute reading? What is it? Uh, do you have a specific question that you want to ask so I can kind of know what kind of oracle to go with?
1: I do. Um. Oh, <sighs> about my son. Question about anything that you pull up? Yeah.
0: Okay. How old is your son? Twenty. He's 20. Yeah, well, I'm going to get my kind of feet on this in that sense. Okay, and when is his birthday also? 8, 17, 88. 8, 17, 88. Um, okay, give me one second here. Let me see what I get. Okay. Um, okay, well, this is, is he in school now? He isn't. He's not. is that no. is that something that concerns you at some levels? Did you want him to? No. Okay. No. Okay, because what I'm what, what I'm getting is I, I actually pulled a couple of things. I pulled a tarot card, I pulled a rune <coughs> stone. Excuse me. Uh-huh. Um, and then I also want to um I also want to uh, I also want to just tell you kind of what I'm feeling intuitively in that sense also. So the rune stone that comes up is the um the flow rune reverse. Okay. suggests that he needs to be careful at this point about overreach and excessive striving. That okay. part of him may not be really, really trusting his in- intuition about with the yep. pace that he needs to go, in that yep. sense. Uh, so he's got to kind of slow down. He's actually getting somewhere. He's just almost like, I'm getting to feeling like he's a little bit swimming up against a stream, in that sense. He,
1: I think he was born that way. <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, what, and you know what I've been finding a lot? That a lot of Leos, I've been surrounded by Leos um, as of late, and I've noticed a lot of Leos kind of going through what Leo fears most, which is humility Yeah humble. Yeah. And that's yeah. a lot of going through it. So I'm feeling that also with your son at this point. He's kind of being humbled. But I'm also getting a really kind of interesting message about he's either getting ready to go into some type of training where well, he's already beginning to do that towards something that actually is going to be kind of a good strong, okay, uh, a good strong foundation for his life and where he's going. It's almost like he's actually getting ready for some recognition or some acknowledgement that is okay. going to kind of direct him in kind of a new a new way. It, it almost it feels to me like they keep saying training to me in that sense, but training that will bring some recognition, which will make him proud again of where he is and where he's going. He just kind of needs to trust the process in that sense because it feels like there may be, it's funny because I'm getting the word impatient um, with the process (laughs) in that sense. Yeah. Does that make (laughs) sense to you?
1: I think he's an indigo. You know what an indigo is. Yeah.
0: I I, I do. He (laughs) he He
1: Definitely. definitely
0: he He just needs to like he just needs to readjust his flow um it's kind okay. of weird because I have to say it feels like some good things are getting ready to happen i you know, I
1: have the same feeling, yeah, I you're really going to do. Be very
0: proud, I think you already are, but you're gonna be really, really proud. see that's the thing that's funny with Leo's they need you to be proud of them
1: exactly at some level.
0: they, they you know what I mean they need that little extra applause, they need that acknowledgement um yeah. and yeah, and you can give them that in your own way, as a supportive mom. And, I, you know, I actually feel like the relationship between the two of you is fine, though.
1: It's always been pretty strong. Yeah. yeah. We it's butt heads. I'm yeah. in
0: Aries. He's a Leo. We butt heads. I'm getting that while at times he's been, oh, should I should put built delicate pain in the ass. Uh, oh, no, oh that, um, that's being nice. He, uh, he, uh, he respects you. In that sense, in other words, more mm-hmm. than you would, would necessarily know, I feel like there actually will be a stronger relationship in the future that will build in that sense. But this is him. It feels to me like he's trying to find his place in the world.
1: I totally way. agree. Yeah, yeah. that and makes sense. He will.
0: He will. And he will do very well. Yeah. I mean, I see two primary career moves for him. One coming up, and then, um, and then, then, and then a kind of a shift down the line toward his late twenties, early thirties as well, okay. and some mild relationship drama, but none of it matters. It's just part of the and he, he of oh, that And
1: he's had that. Yeah,
0: absolutely. <laughs> he's right. had that. He's on Mr. Drama. <laughs> yeah, so he, he's, on, he's on track.
1: Okay, thank you so, very much.
0: Yeah, You're welcome. My advice is telling him to stop pushing against the river. What he wants to happen is happening. He's just afraid it's yeah. not going to. He's going to miss the boat. It's like kind of... Yep. You know, it's like in my analogy would be: don't if you try to when you try to force a bowel movement. Sounds like a gross analogy, but you're 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 messing up the flow of your own body. You know what I mean? Right. We've got to kind of go with the process, and if you get go there, with the flow. Yeah. Got it exactly. Okay. Yep.
1: Don't go upstream. Uh, yep.
0: Yes. I, exactly. Okay. Thank
1: you very much, and I'll thank tune you, in again.
0: for calling in. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you. Right. All right. Bye Bye-bye. bye. Bye-bye. Okay, so, uh, all right, we had some very good, uh, interesting uh, calls in today. Um, we've got a few more minutes, so let me kind of finish up uh, a little bit of my, my thoughts here. And even before I do that, let me tell everybody that um, the next broadcast, it's amazing how quickly a 45-minute broadcast uh, flies by, by the way. I probably should start expanding the show to an hour Uh, So I'll look into considering doing that The next uh, broadcast that I'm going to do Will be on the um, uh, Let me see It's actually the 19th of May At 10.30 And I'm going to kind of do a little bit of a mini Astrology class of sorts Kind of a free ride Um, If you have your own chart Absolutely have it with you When we run the show Because you'll be able to follow along even more effectively so uh, definitely something to consider. I'll mention this now, and I'll probably go into more detail about this in that particular broadcast. But we're getting ready for Mercury retrograde. Mercury is going to go "quote unquote" backwards in the next couple of days, and will be throughout the month. I think that's in Taurus, pushing toward Gemini. But even if it's in Gemini, it's going to go back into Taurus. I've got to check that, and that does affect communication, the way we express ourselves, and be prepared for a lot of um, experiences about relooking, you know, looking at the past related to communication issues, you know, old issues and themes resurfacing, people from our past coming back in to communicate, to express, sometimes for good, sometimes for bad. Uh, because it's going to be hovering around in tourists, it's going to have a lot to do with stability and money and finances and um, what we value and, and, you know, and what has meaning to us and, and our approach to work and, uh, and the things that, again, they give us a sense of security in that respect. So, again, more on that in the next show. Uh, so kind of to finish up the theme of today's show, again, uh, my corner of the universe, we all have the power to change our beliefs and our perspective. It's a matter of looking at what those beliefs are and finding out what those roadblocks are in our own life internally and realizing that almost any reality can be changed. Something short of, you know, if you lose an arm, you probably can't grow one back, Uh, although theoretically you could, but it would be a difficult thing to do, and you might be better off learning how to adapt and live a happy life without it, you know what I mean in that sense, but beyond that, most things we really, really can shift and change if we become aware internally of what we believe, and we work on changing those beliefs to more positive ones that work for us. Uh, It's a process, and it can sometimes be a little difficult to maneuver through. But always remember that your beliefs form a reality, and your point of power is in the present. Um, If you are uh, interested and are not already on my mailing list, feel free to email me at... Ventura, spelled like my last name, V-E-N-T-U-R-A. S as in Sam, A as in Apple, G as in guy, at Yahoo.com. And also VenturaWords at Mac.com would be another option. Um, you can also check out my website, which is um, web.mac.com slash VenturaWords. And you can find out information about uh, personal <laughs> classes and uh, the, you know, the readings that I do as well as also my books I have a second book in the works that should be out by the, this winter of this year and I have my first book Dirty Little Secrets already available um, if anyone's interested in that they can contact me and I can send them a copy or uh, that is also available on Amazon.com uh, if you want to buy it directly from there uh, again it's called Dirty Little Secrets by Jim Ventura it's a good book and a uh, very personal one that certainly uh, I've gotten some good feedback on that. I also have it available on audio CD. So looks like we're running down on time. So I thank everyone for calling in. I thank everyone who popped into my chat room. Special thanks um, as well to yeah. <laughs> all my callers. And uh, thanks for tuning in to Snake Ball Radio. And hopefully we will catch you next time here. And everyone have a wonderful day if you choose to. Cheers. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at champacasino.com.